0: Hello, everybody. Welcome uh, to a very special episode. I know m- many of you were like, Graham, th- this is not political vigilante. You are correct. This is Comedy Film Nerds. Uh, we're going to do a spoiler up on the new Batman movie that came out. Um, we're going to bring out uh, my former co-host. We, we did Comedy Film Nerds podcast for 10 years, Chris Mancini. So we're going to talk. We used to do these. For those of you who don't know, um, I did that podcast for 10 years with chris and we would talk movies every week and then every once in a while when there was a big blockbuster we would do what was called a spoiler app where we would uh, discuss a movie all the way like including the ending so if you haven't seen the batman uh don't watch this now <laughs> wait we're gonna talk about the ending we're gonna talk about the whole movie so spoiler alert spoiler alert we are going to discuss everything about this movie. Um the first spoiler alert I think we ever did was um The Dark Knight Rises, uh which came out t- 10 years ago. Um a fan suggested it because they're like I really want to hear about you Sean Saccamay is <laughs> some comedy film nerds people are here. Um so uh thank you. It's good great this is this is uh for the For the diehard comedy film nerd fans like Sean, this is for you. And for those of you who've only been watching me do the political stuff, this is a little, this is a whole new, a different part of me. Um, So we are streaming live on YouTube and on rockfin.com slash Graham Elwood. And of course we're newly streaming on Twitch. Welcome everybody on whatever platforms those are at. Um, So, and share this out on your social media, hit the like button, all that stuff, all that stuff helps. Um, we will release this. We, we, Chris and I talked about this. We still have the comedy film nerd, um, audio podcast hosting. So this will go out as a audio podcast. It'll go out on all my platforms. Um, if you're one of my Patreon supporters, if you're a Rockfin supporter, you'll get this. Uh, and then we will also just release this as a flat out comedy film nerd episode. So, um, let me uh, let me bring him on, ladies. Wait, here's what I want to play. Hold on. I, let me see if I can. First of all, I want to play this is our this is our original theme song, and then see if this Kate is here. Kate, I don't think I let Kate know we were doing this. Sorry, Kate. It's last minute. I think I said five o'clock last week, and then we changed it to three. And by we changed it, I just tweeted out the wrong time. <laughs> And then Chris called me and said, hey, I, ch- I check with my wife and I can switch the times if that's okay. And I was like, oh, I'm a complete idiot. So um, there's only one one person who made a mistake here and his name is Graham Elwood. <laughs> All right, here's our theme song. Let me see. Tell me if you guys can hear this. Said very quiet. All right. I didn't play that right. We haven't I haven't done this in forever. So we gotta I don't know how to play it to where I don't know how to put it into StreamYard. Well, we might have to do this after. We might have to do this in post, but that's our theme song. <laughs> All right, and then I'll bring here's the other one. So that was the comedy filmer theme song, and then we'll play this one. This is the spoiler app theme. Spoiler alert. Do I have spoiler alert? Oh, shit, Chris, I don't know if I have that one. All right, well, we're definitely going to have to... All right, I'll bring Chris on. Chris, uh, I know you're listening, so, so if you have the spoiler alert, I don't have it. So send it to me. I'll put it in and post. But all right. Ladies and gentlemen, very special. Uh, it's been over two years since we've done a comedy film nerd episode. Uh, my friend and former co-host uh, of Comedy Film Nerds, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Chris Mancini.
1: Great to be here, Graham. Thank you. It's uh, well, bringing me back to 2009. This is great. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Our first ever podcast episode was December of 20, 2009. Mm-hmm. So um, 12 years ago. Yeah.
1: It's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Long. um,
0: And it must have brought back memories that I somehow screwed up the schedule. Like that must have brought back memories <laughs> for you. Just like oh
1: No, not the schedule, the tech, nothing. I this is all unfamiliar to me. So
0: <laughs> it's, like, it's literally like ten years ago. Like I <laughs> Get the tech figured out. I fuck up the schedule. Just like, oh nothing. Graham does this for a living now and still can't quite get it dialed in like this. Yeah.
1: Just... Well, to be fair, we're over fifty now. So the technology is not our fault. It doesn't it's, make any on, sense. Like, yeah.
0: We've talked about this for years. This is the yeah. this is the robots taking over, Chris. Yeah,
1: we're super close. And uh, why shouldn't they? Why we've talked about it before. It's like it's not like we're even against it at this point.
0: I mean, humans have messed us yeah. up enough. I we think had it's... our
1: chance. We had our chance. I mean, you <laughs> yeah. can't argue it. It's been what? You know, hundreds, thousands of years? I mean, how much more time do we need? Come on. I know. Yeah,
0: We've been fumbling around here in the dark yeah. for the better part of yeah. half a million years or whatever. A I think.
1: couple billionaires will get in a rocket and escape. But the rest of us, you know, <laughs> we're going to just have to make peace with our new robot overlords. That's just the way it's going to be.
0: I, My only hope... Is that the the robot overlords blow the billionaires out of the sky because they don't deserve? That's
1: this is why I opinion. always say thank you to Alexa when I talk to her. Like I want her to remember how polite I am when they are in charge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my friend Walker Yule does that. I, when I get mad at the robots, he goes, "Grant, be nice to them yeah. just in case when they over when they overtake us." You gotta hit um, your bets. <laughs> <laughs> So we're checking, we're just checking the sound here. Someone's saying you, Chris, might be a little too quiet. Chris, can you boost your audio just a touch?
1: I can. I'll move the microphone a little closer too. We'll try that. And uh, all right. Has that any better? There we go. All right. That sounds good. uh, Good. Mm
0: -hmm. Kate, send me a text. Is that good? Um, Most of the people in the chat are saying.
1: Is that better now, people in the chat?
0: Yes. Sounds like very good to me
1: um better okay okay excellent all right thanks sean i'm glad uh, i'm glad you're here <laughs>
0: it's good. It's good. we needed a, an old an old school comedy film yes. nerd fan to help
1: with the tech yeah um, We isn't that really how we always did it too remember like when we were like when we first started we're like oh, we can't get this audio figured out so it was literally the fans that walked us through every single aspect of it <laughs>
0: This literally brings back memories of, like, being in your garage, mm-hmm. fumbling with some soundboard, right. trying to...
1: <laughs> and and one thing always not working. Like, okay, we got the new board. Now the cable went out. Now the microphone. It's like we were literally replacing oh. every piece eventually in, like, a span of a couple of years. Uh, eventually.
0: <laughs> yeah. It right. Um So, right when we kind of had it dialed in is when we shut the show down. So, I think we.
1: Well, I mean, I don't want to talk about coincidences, but four months after we stopped, movie theaters closed for two years. So, I'm not saying, you know, they were related, but maybe they were.
0: Did did us stopping our podcast cause a pandemic? Could be. I don't know, know, Chris. It's, It's uh,
1: you know, with the robot's help, you know, who knows? what could have happened
0: <laughs> we have no idea what <laughs> hidden hand but beta- behind comedy film nerds made this happen um so everybody who's listening this is a comedy film nerd spoiler app and and uh, to full disclosure we're going to go into the batman movie that just came out with robert patrick and we're going to talk about the ending we're going to talk about key plot points so this is, if you haven't seen this movie stop and go watch the movie and then come back and listen to this. Yes, so, stop
1: listening. But, you know, we wanted to get this out, like, after opening weekend, for sure, because there was a lot to discuss.
0: I called you last week and yes. was like, Chris, I think we need to do this. <laughs> right. um, so, uh,
1: And, and but, Graham, yeah. we're putting it out on all the feeds, like you said. It's going to go on Comedy Film Nerds. It's going to go your feeds. I was, like, only going to send it to Patreon. But I'm like, you know what? No, everyone needs to hear this episode. I'm I'm just already imagining how great it's going to be. We haven't said a word yet, but I think it should go everywhere on every feed.
0: Yes. It's going to be this is the best episode we've ever done in the history yeah. of.
1: If only to make all the robots happy at once. So
0: <laughs> So this is our first um spoiler app in 3 years, so we're halfway to spoiler up number
1: 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's a we got a lot more for- movies coming out, so we'll yeah. see.
0: I don't know. I might need just just take a break from politics to talk about this because it's a uh, it like never gets better in the political sphere. It just feels like it only gets worse.
1: Um, well, ten years of comedy film nerds, we never got demonetized. So there's that. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got my fourth year. I was like, boom, taken out. Yeah, we never got demonetized. Just talking about movies. There's nothing. There's nothing threatening to anybody. Um. So. All right, this movie was three hours long. Yes. Um, anyone who's listened to comedy film nerds, even even fans of political vigilante, know I love the. <laughs> excuse me. Um, <laughs> I um I love the Nolan, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. I think they're the best ones that have ever been made. And after watching this, I can honestly say that has not changed. <laughs>
1: so. <laughs> Well, I remember when they um, announced Robert Pattinson as the uh, new Batman. It's uh, I wasn't even sure like, should I call Graham or like I haven't heard from him in a couple of days, is he okay? <laughs> like I, I I think I need I needed to check on you, I think. It uh, was the first couple reactions.
0: <laughs> a lot of people were worried when this yeah. announcement was made. A lot of people were like, "Hey, uh, Graham hasn't posted in a couple of days. Is he okay?"
1: Yeah, they're making the sparkly vampire Batman. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um I'm gonna. I'll say a couple general things, and then you can Mm -hmm. tell me what you think. Okay. I I will say this. His Batman was okay. His Bruce Wayne was the dumbest interpretation of Bruce Wayne I've ever seen in 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 my life. Um, Bruce Wayne is not some pouty goth kid with hair in his eyes, moping around all day. Um, And this is why they got so many things wrong. They did some things right, and we'll get into the specifics. They did some things right. But the thing... We've talked about this so many times. This is the key. Bruce Wayne is the mask, right? The Batman is who he truly is. And he's, he's so his parents murdered, and the Batman is who he truly is, and Bruce Wayne is the mask. So Bruce Wayne is the playboy and they did this so well in Batman begins in the origin story when he starts becoming Batman and he asks Alfred, what am I supposed to do? He's like, do what billionaires do buy things, date movie stars, buy things that aren't for sale. And so when he goes out and Batman begins and he shows up and, and he's got two models on his arm and they right. swim in the pool and he's like, and he's buying it. And he's just like, man, that was so, that's so critical. And Robert Pe- Pattinson just mopes around. I mean, the stoicness in the Batman scenes, especially when he's like on the crime scenes with Jim Gordon, that was like, oh, that's how Batman is typically depicted in, in, in. You
1: didn't like emo Wayne.
0: Oh God. Emo Wayne was just like, dude, (laughs) no, Bruce Wayne is not a mopey. Like,
1: uh, well, let's give him cure hair too. So uh, oh, I know he's could...
0: got, he's got the cure here. <laughs> like, why does he, he's supposed to look like a tall dashing billionaire. Right. Right. Yeah. That's so go ahead. I mean, yeah. I, I could go on forever. <laughs> this is
1: this, like. Well, I think we should start in broad terms, like you were saying. And, uh, I, I, I had mixed feelings about it. I completely agree. It did uh, some things right. And it did a lot of things wrong, but here's the thing, um, because we've gotten so, uh, such poor Batman, um, movies lately, and the characters and everything. This Mm -hmm. was like such a cut above what we've gotten since Nolan. I think it was like, this is a rather large step in the right direction. So I felt like uh, I, I was a little more forgiving. Because they had so far to come from, you know, to erase all the vestiges of uh, Zack Snyder's nonsensical Batman with machine guns on the Batmobile. Like, all this insane stuff that had nothing to do with the character. Alfred was a mechanic, and that's all he was. Like, it, there's, there was a lot to correct. And I felt like this movie did a lot of those corrections well. And then it went off into some weird tangents that weren't necessary, but I felt like they were forced in because they're like, we have to make this Batman different. How is this movie going to be different? But how is it also going to correct the mistakes of the last movie? So I felt like that mix... (laughs) Wasn't always right, uh, but sometimes it it was. And uh, you know, keep in mind too, it's a ridiculously long film. It's what three hours plus. You know, now that our arc light is gone, it is now a regal. We get another twenty to thirty minutes of commercials and previews. So it was half a day in the uh, in the movie theater. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's
0: it's half a day. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with so much of that too. Like, obviously if you compare it to the Nolan movies, it's just not great at all. But if you compare it to the, the ridiculous shit that that's come on in the last 10 years, it, mm-hmm. it did, it did go right. It did, the, did, did a, a decent course. Correct. Yes. I mean, the depiction of Gotham. I like the depiction of Gotham as, as yes. just this, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a hellhole. It's just, there's garbage everywhere. everything's, you know, it's, it's, it's a completely gutted inner city and it's the crime is rampant
1: it's in decline is where it's it should decline. be that's why they right. need batman like you know if it was metropolis you wouldn't need batman then you get mm-hmm. you get superman and that was that was kind of the whole point of like uh gotham being dark and and uh all, all of these things were actually explored and what i really liked about it is uh batman he kind of explored the futility like this was kind of like a year two story where he's still trying to figure everything out where it's like, well, I can't be everywhere at once, and I, am I really making a difference? And uh, there, there was a lot of those interesting themes explored, but I'm, I'm going to tell you the one thing that I was most bothered about the film, <laughs> and it might be the same as yours, but it might be different. Um, this film had the same problem that the TV show Gotham had, and that problem is that's like, well, we can't use the Joker, but we need to make every single other villain like the Joker. Like, the Riddler is not a serial killer. He's a right. genius that tries to outwit the police and Batman, and that's his kind of game. Like, it's not his goal to murder as many people as possible uh, even if he has like a purpose or whatever that's the joker the joker is a uh, sociopathic uh, serial uh, or psychopathic serial killer so <laughs> the kind of like the jokerizing to ev- all of these villains and that happened in gotham all the time like there was no distinction between any of the villains everyone was was like the joker uh, so it felt like all right well now it's a serial killer and now we're going to add on you know a couple of riddles <laughs> at the top to make it the riddler but that was my biggest problem with it, and it really felt like um, this movie was kind of cobbled together from a couple of different Batman stories and a couple of different films. Now, sometimes it really worked, and sometimes it did not. Like, this was a mixture of the long Halloween, the Batman story, um, uh, um, Hush, where actually the Riddler becomes Hush and finds out uh, Batman's secret identity, and Seven. Like when you add all of these things you're oh, like a serial killer playing with everybody, And I'm like, okay, well, this is a combo of all these things. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't.
0: Yeah, I think I think you bring it. It's this was not my top thing I disliked about this movie, but um, <laughs> it, it is it is you bring up valid things. It, it this is the, the Their depiction of the Riddler sort of sums up this movie. The diabolical nature of the Riddler in this movie and the revealing of this, um, complex story of corruption. That was fascinating. That's the only thing that kept me in this theater for three hours long was like, Mm -hmm. wow, this is a great story. But then again, they made him a crazy serial killer. I was like, well, like, and and I was thinking the same thing. I'm watching this isn't the seven movie. Like this is, this is from 20 years ago. And, and again, the Riddler isn't a serial killer, you know. Who like it's a almost saw movie esque in terms of his like yeah. torturing people. Like that's not that's not who the Riddler is. They and really so, felt
1: like that. There was a couple weird saw things to it too.
0: And they were they were trying too hard. And this is the problem of it's got to we got to make a different, not necessarily, you know. Right. You just bring in the Riddler and the Penguin and And Falcone in the Batman universe, you bring in these the pre-existing people and you give interesting takes on them. That's what you do. And you know the the this story, Paul Dano, I think played a he played the he played the Riddler great in terms of um a crazy guy, but the Riddler. has it has a has a sense of humor a different one than the joker right and this is the this is the i mean god God, where could i begin i mean this and this is like page one of what not to do (laughs) oh the people that killed bruce wayne's parents they it was it was a set they knew it like no no and then they tried to dabble in with his relationship with with alfred of saying did Falcone hit, make the hit? Was it just a random? We'll never know. No, 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 no. The whole point, you are missing the whole crux of the Batman origin. His parents were murdered by just an average criminal. Crime had gotten so out of control and he dedicated his life to this, to fighting crime. It doesn't have to be part of some elaborate mob hit or whatever. Like, it's so corrupt that...
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That... Well, Oh, I was going to say there is some retconning to that where I know, um, know yeah, they retconned that a little. Yeah, bit. there there's like Joe Chill was the the killer and he was kind of part of the mob and the whole thing was like supposed to kill Thomas Wayne not um not Martha Wayne and uh, that was like that bad. was a mistake. Yeah, so but there there is some some I, th- and there's there's a validity to both of those origin stories that are still both horrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I I understand the wanting to retcon it of like just this this version didn't work. I was like, okay, this could be... For a second, I went, this could be interesting. I'm not going to just be a diehard. like It can never change. Because right. if, if I was like, if, oh, Thomas Wayne was trying to do something good and they took him out for that, that's an interesting take. That's an interesting right. retcon of like, oh, it's so corrupt. Thomas Wayne... You know, like JFK, he wanted to end the war in Vietnam and the CIA took him out. Like it's 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 that big and that powerful. And Thomas Wayne was going to hurt the corrupt power structure of Gotham. By the so way, they, you
1: just got this episode demonetized, but go ahead. I know I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> I, I'll try not to mention Epstein. <laughs> oh, shit. I just did. Um, so like the, and I'm all for an interesting take. But it, again, it was sort of like this is the problem with this movie. They do an interesting thing and then just, and then like a bad decision right next to it.
1: A hundred percent. It was, uh, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen, too many ideas and too Mm -hmm. many big things. I was reading an interview with the director, Matt Reeves, and he was saying that the Joker was actually in the film more. And uh, they realized um, uh, smartly that uh, it was too much. So what they did is they took the Joker scenes out and just kept the one at the end where he is um, in the cell next to him, but it's a very odd Joker. It was literally like it was in shadow, and uh, it looked like a Muppet Joker, <laughs> like this weird makeup and hair. I'm not sure what was going on, but I am uh, also happy to report, as I was reading the article, that, like say that doesn't necessarily mean the Joker's in the next movie. It just wanted to show that the Joker is in this universe, which is good because I don't want these films to feel like, all right, well now the next one has to be the Joker. it's not like it doesn't have to follow the Marvel um uh universe where it's like okay well whatever the stinger is, whatever the, that's gonna set up the next movie, you have to follow that guy. You don't. You can do whatever you want. You could show the Joker and then have Mr. Freeze as the next villain. It it doesn't it doesn't matter.
0: That's what I would like to see. If they're gonna make more of these like also the Joker has been done brilliantly really twice Heath Ledger's. And then Joaquin Phoenix's Joker was, those are two brilliant interpretations of the Joker, like Mm -hmm. brilliant. So don't do it again. Like, Like let's, let's like you say, let's get a really good interpretation of Mr. Freeze. Like, let's find out like poison Ivy in the, in the cartoon. You and I always talked about how she had a, an interesting, she was like an environmentalist that had become like a, a, an eco terrorist. Mm -hmm. What uh, gee, I don't know. Is our, how is our environment doing today? Could that be a relevant thing to, to point out? Like (laughs) there's there's so many interesting things you could do with this Mm -hmm. rather than fall into the same things. And, and, and I just think like, uh, you know, Robert Pattinson, first of all, he's not that physically imposing. I mean,
1: Well, let's talk about the casting for sure because that's a really good point because I didn't think anyone as far as their physical body type like necessarily match the characters and i think it was a conscious decision it was like casting michael keaton as batman you know the first time where right. it was it could be anybody and uh, and the thing about robert pattinson he's not a tiny man he's he's, he's relatively tall mm-hmm. uh but they never played it that he was like this giant hulking guy they really played it like he was you know just an average guy
0: yeah he is a tall guy i think he's like six one or or six two maybe mm-hmm. And he's always been lanky, so clearly you know the, he put some some muscle on, they showed you know with his shirt off,
1: they could have um, star lorded him if they wanted to.
0: yeah, they could have <laughs> star lorded him a little bit um I mean, the batman costume was was, was inter- some of the casting I really like jeffrey wright and 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 this is something they got right. Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon was fantastic, I think so the, too yeah and and they did a lot of they they pulled from a lot of the like Batman year one where Jim Gordon's working his way up in a very corrupt Gotham Mm -hmm. police department. Yeah. And even though that was handled very well in Batman begins the Nolan movie, they did this in a different way here, but just as I thought it was like really effective and their relationship, Batman, Jim Gordon, I thought was a really, it was a really good one because it was like they were all the somewhat on every on every crime scene, there was at least one cop going, Hey, this guy's not a cop. This is a right. crime scene. Yeah. Like that's a legitimate, <laughs> like mm, this could we could yeah. be tampering with evidence here. Yeah. And so I thought that was great. I thought the casting was that. Um obviously, like I said, I liked Paul Dano. Um, Zoe Kravitz well, played a great catwoman.
1: Let's talk about Paul Dano for a second. Um yeah. that guy, it doesn't matter what role he's in, he gives you the creeps constantly everything from you you know there there will be blood to no matter what he plays you're always like, oh my god. I think if you saw him in person, it would also be like, there's, uh, there's something off-putting about just, him, and yeah. he was so perfect as the Riddler, too, because, you know, you, you kind of saw that craziness. Now, I, I don't think, like, uh, like his performance and his interpretation, I thought, were really cool. Like, he thought he was really smart, and, you know, mm-hmm. where I think it it missed the mark is making him a serial killer, but... Making him smarter and physically, you know, not as big as the other guys that are punching each other. That makes total sense. And um, when he just started like yelling, like, like, you know, like almost like a toddler, it was like really, really off putting and um, just made your skin crawl. And that's really whenever you have scenes in Arkham, that's how you should feel. So I, I thought that was brilliant.
0: And 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 it it made sense within the context of this character. This is the thing Mm -hmm. I like, and this is the good part of they did with the script. Yeah, the 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 um, Riddler storyline origin story is great. He was in this orphanage. I mean, he was abused, like you know, and and he concocted this you know, V for Vendetta, you know, 30 year plan or whatever. (laughs) I didn't even think of that. Yeah,
1: you're right. Yeah.
0: Which is like (laughs) brilliant. So when he's in Arkham and it's clear his plan is not going to get finished, he goes crazy because he's been dreaming of this moment. And he's been, he has won every single moment he's gotten them. He's played everybody from the Batman, from everybody. He's played them perfectly until the very end when he loses. And that's when he goes nuts, which, which is like he is going to react as a child because this is the vengeance that comes from childhood trauma. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is what the Batman is always like at its core. And when they miss this, it's about childhood trauma. I mean, the, Bruce Wayne sees his parents murdered in front of his eyes that forever scarred him. And most of the supervillains had some kind of traumatic experience. And you see like how they how close they are. There's that great scene that we always would talk about in The Dark Knight where Heath Ledger's Joker is like, don't talk like them. You're not one of them. Yeah. You know, and that speech was like, boy, the Joker was Right. You wear dress up like a bat and fucking beat the shit out of people. Like you've got some issues, bro. Like it's, (laughs) it's you know, like that's and that's a that's the core of, and and that that relationship plays. That's the and and this was done. This was what was done well on this movie. Mm -hmm. The Selena Kyle Bruce Wayne. She comes from trauma, you know. And and they put a new spin on it. Her mom was a prostitute for the mob who was murdered by Falcone, so she hates her. I mean, that was a great addition to the Selena Kyle story. She, yep. she grew up in crime. She grew up in, in like, and that's,
1: that specifically pulled from Long Halloween. Uh, right. That, that kind of uh, storyline. And, uh, Um, Yeah, one of the things that I think they also got right when we're talking about, like, the characters of Batman is, like, as corny as that line at the beginning was, is like, who are you? I'm vengeance. And I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. my God, really? Do we need that? And then I realized as the movie progressed, we kind of needed it. Maybe we could have had it a little less (laughs) ham-handedly delivered, but um, since this is kind of like a Batman year two-ish story, he's still figuring out what batman is who batman is and who he is and he realizes as the movie progresses there was a nice arc of like well i can't just be vengeance i have to be more and as he's saving the people at the end from the gotham being surrounded by a dam or something that there's water everywhere <laughs> uh that uh that's really what batman is batman is a protector and you know he helps people and saves them and that's actually you know what batman ultimately becomes and i thought that was a really uh powerful and interesting way to kind of present it because if you're first starting out you're like and you're mad and you you know you're traumatized it's all going to be about the violence and trauma and uh revenge and then as he grows as batman then you and what batman's supposed to represent i thought that was those were some good scenes at the end for sure
0: yeah i totally agree because it's like this is the evolution of the Batman that's has been done in numerous comics and numerous versions but this is the the overall general is mm-hmm. he first just goes out cuz he wants to kick the shit out of whoever he thinks killed his dad right, right. and his mom mm-hmm. and he wants to beat up street criminals and this is the thing that was done very well in Batman begins is he lives with the street criminals and realizes that poverty causes this and socioeconomic things cause this and that's sort of the evolution of the Batman of like I want to catch the head of the the snake, you know, I mean, I want to I want to I want to get crime at the source.
1: Mm-hmm. The,
0: the 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 street level criminals are basically just like pawns. And so and the way this movie did that, he's like, yeah, I've got to be more than vengeance. When he hears somebody go, I'm vengeance towards the end, he goes, oh, shit, I'm just as nuts as this guy. Um,
1: right.
0: And there's that great scene at the end where he is leading people. And this is a weird thing. You're right. The Gotham is surrounded by a seawall that that <laughs> yes. seven trucks can just blow up and then it floods yes. like
1: <laughs> like Atlantis.
0: Like I was like, what? Like Manhattan doesn't have a seawall. What are you talking about? (laughs) That was a little like weird. That didn't make sense. And it was just justifying this kind of they're in Madison square garden called Gotham square garden. Um, Right. And
1: and that, that's, that was a really pivotal point at the end too. Now, uh, like when, when you talk about that, like, you know, vengeance, I'm because at the end, He wasn't really fighting the supervillain at the end. At the end, he was was fighting literally one of his minions that he had inspired. And here's where I think it kind of missed the mark a little bit. I get what the intention was and where it was supposed to go, but I don't think it landed. And that is, it's like you have a super charismatic person on social media and they're inspiring you to do awful things, even though that person may be in prison and you have a radicalization and you have a movement of people basically being brainwashed to follow the the riddlers um you know his mm-hmm. his manifesto essentially to uh, murder a bunch of people and i get the real world allegories and subtext to that but it is at the end of the day a superhero movie so do you want batman fighting a random henchman as the final battle <laughs> Of the uh, of the movie and yeah. I'm like uh, I don't I don't know if that that quite landed I get what they were trying to do they were trying to show the you know radicalization of um of people through social media and through um leadership and also showing that you know Batman had the same problem that the Riddler did because he was inspiring somebody that uh, um was going for vengeance so but I I, I felt like it didn't land I didn't it didn't quite work
0: it missed a lot of stuff here. I mean, that one scene as he's leading everybody out, Batman, this is the thing that they, they were trying to accomplish in terms of what, of, of, of Batman realizing I got to be more than just vengeance where he's leading everybody out. He's holding up that flare and there's that overhead shot of him leading everybody out. Right. Out of the the darkness, Graham, out of the (laughs) darkness. Wow. I didn't (laughs) figure that out. Um, And, uh, and I was like, Oh, he's realizing, okay, that was a powerful scene. But again, like, and then the Catwoman relationship, she's just like, you should join me. No, okay.
1: Yeah. Hi.
0: <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> we spent this whole movie seeing these two yeah. kind of figure each other out. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe I can actually trust this guy because there's no men I've been able to trust since they've all been mm-hmm. abusers and murderers <laughs> and shit. And seeing, oh, this guy's different and maybe we're similar. That's the thing of, you know, Selena recognizes the similarity in the two of them as does the batman Mm -hmm. um and but then it's just kind of like bye and it was like trying to set up too many sequels at the end
1: right right you know we can't have any attachments by the end of this movie so we have a clean slate going into the next film so um, there yeah. can't be any entanglements, and uh, uh, so I, 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 don't, I agree with you. I don't think it was necessary. That could have been explored a little bit more. She didn't necessarily have to leave like right away, and mm-hmm. and uh, they didn't have to end it on such a weird like this can never be note like uh, like it's not the Incredible Hulk, you know, that has to leave every every city,
0: <laughs> just walk away to that sad yeah, music. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, well, the other thing too, again, with, with Dark Knight Rises, the, I, I, again, I think Zoe Kravitz did a good job in playing Catwoman. Any of the problems with her was were in the script, in my opinion. Um, and, uh, the Catwoman in Dark Knight Rises, they had a good, they, they handled that relationship, but you saw too that, that, that they did a better character arc with Catwoman in Dark Knight Rises in terms of her just like I'm, a, I'm out of here. I'm just in it for me. I'm gonna steal what I gotta steal. And she has a character arc of like, well, wait a minute. There are there is some good here, and I am actually in love with Batman. And she's like, come with me. And then she's like, the hell with it. I'll stay and fight and bl- get myself blown up. And you know, like, there was there just wasn't as much of an arc in terms of the writing of Catwoman in this movie. You know, like she didn't. Learn, mo- or she, you know, what I mean, there wasn't that much growth to her character. Right. That it was a little just disappointing. That that I think was a missed opportunity because that's such, that's such a great area. Is like, how can a guy? How can the Batman be in love? How can he find that? How can he, ha- who could be his, who, who, who could be his girlfriend? Well, there's only two women who could ever be his girlfriend, Raza Ghul's daughter and the cat woman. Those are yeah, the only two Talia. people that could yeah. ever like, <laughs> so they just didn't investigate that enough. So and it's Talia like,
1: drugged him to have sex to, for them to, you know, uh, have Damien.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Out of the comment. I know. So it's yeah. like, it's, it's, um, there was some good things in this, but some really missed opportunities. And And again, the uh, the Robert Pattinson's emo Bruce Wayne just that was like, come on, like
1: yeah, that didn't land for sure. Like never smiled. If he was in a band, maybe you know, I could have bought it. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Bruce Wayne was in a band, and also too the other thing that was just such a waste the Depiction of Alfred and their their relationship was just like Alfred was useless. I mean, he literally was just a butler in this movie. Like,
1: and I'll tell you, it's it was miles above what it was before in Zack Snyder's universe. Zack right. Snyder's universe, he was literally a mechanic, he was like the, yeah. the mechanic that was all he was. Now, this one at least, um, yeah, he was the butler, but he was also like, they made like you're not my father's, like, yeah, I know, but ultimately, Alfred, he is his father, he is a yes. surrogate father for Bruce he Wayne and for Batman, yeah, he, he raised him so. There's, um, but yeah, you're right. Like it it could have gone further. There could have been a lot more. But I think it's um, what I liked about it was like the conversation of about, uh, you know, when he was ready to just kind of give up and like, oh, my father was an evil man too. He ordered a man killed, and and uh, you know, Alfred set him straight. He said, no, your father was a good man. He made a mistake. And, but he never ordered anybody killed, but he, he trusted, you know, uh, basically he went to a, a, a mob boss for help, which obviously was his mistake. But uh, I liked that, that it gave a little bit of more of um, a grayish hint than the black and white of Batman's world, where he was like, all right you know this this is a crime it needs to be punished everyone's either good or bad and mm-hmm. alfred was telling him that's not the case your father was a good man that made a mistake and it makes him kind of rethink well maybe that's a lot of people
0: <laughs> yeah i mean that, that i'll give you credit for that that's true that that was a very good scene in the hospital and there was a couple scenes where alfred like helps in the deciphering of the riddler's codes where and he's yeah. like in a previous life and you're like oh, okay cuz he was you know they he talk SAS. about yeah it was sas so um that was interesting, but it just felt there wasn't that sort of usually Alfred is depicted in sort of like an older brother or an uncle, you know, he's the surrogate father. He's still the Butler, but he kind of, you know, like in the dark Knight graphic novels, you know, he's always sort of needling Batman to, to, you know, play it safe or whatever. and, you know, like there's a scene where you know, whatever. Uh he's like, Would you like to this? Write them and he goes, write them a check. What about the uh middle-aged men, um, the foundation for middle-aged men who are uh, trying to battle the demons on the streets or whatever? And and, <laughs> and, and Bruce Wayne goes, write him a check, and he goes, yeah. so You're witness keen as ever, sir. Like, like <laughs> that that relate, I mean the way and then Michael Caine did a great job with yes. it. Obviously, their relationship mm-hmm. was great for three movies. Mm-hmm. This one just kind of it just didn't, it didn't, it literally just felt like Alfred was just a butler or an employee well, rather a, than, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's it could have gone further, but it's also, you know, Alfred's another guy that was, could be kind of imposing and, and bigger, like you said, SAS. But uh, Andy Serkis, again, I think this was a real conscious effort to make everyone look kind of like an average build or an average size because this Alfred was not imposing at all. I mean, Andy Serkis is, uh, um, you know, he's, he's been in a thousand movies, especially a lot of mocap stuff. But, mm-hmm. uh, um, I, I felt like this was, uh, really an effort to like with the casting, you know, I, I wonder if the casting director is like four foot five or something like she's making, making a statement. So, <laughs> but, uh,
0: it's, casting against Robert Pattinson to make Pattinson look taller and
1: Yeah, yeah, there there was something there because it was kind of a thread that went through all the entirety of 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 the casting, but uh um I felt like again, we, we talked about it before, it's a step in the right direction with uh, Alfred. Like I feel like this can be developed more now with with future movies, but it was um it was a good start. Right.
0: Yeah, it's it's and I get that like, you know, I'm I'm not one of these they shouldn't I get it. They're, they're, you know, there's been a bunch of graphic novels since the dark knight in the 80s so i mean <laughs> yeah. you're going to keep making these I- i'm going to keep seeing them um but i just i you really have to understand the source material of ba- of the batman comics and you really For have sure. to reference that and they this felt like they were referencing the hollywood movies not the source material
1: Enough. It was a it was a mixed bag. Yeah, it was like some of the stuff was like, we'll grab from this story, but we'll grab from this movie. We'll grab from this story, but then we'll grab from this other movie. So I, I felt like it was like, like, you know, we were saying like it was just the they threw everything in a pot and some of it was good and some of it, you know, just didn't mix. Mix well with the others. Thing.
0: And I saw in the credits that Colin Farrell was in this movie. Who was he?
1: Was he the Joker? <laughs> no, he was the Penguin under a thousand pounds of makeup. I mean, I didn't even recognize him.
0: Wow! Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that's impressive. I'll give him credit for that.
1: Yep, yep. You yeah. had no idea it was him. It was. It was pretty incredible. Like, uh, uh. But you know, that's another example of too. Like, um, you know, uh, the penguin. I, I get that this wasn't full on penguin. Like, you know, he didn't have a machine gun and an umbrella. <laughs> Right. (laughs) But, uh, um, you know, this was kind of like, all right, well, this this might he might evolve into something a lot more um, sinister with a with a top hat and a monocle. But at at some point. uh, But again, part of the canon is that, you know, Penguin runs a club and all the, you know, villains and uh, high class Gotham comes to it. And, you know, some of the stuff was um, there are referencing uh, the comics. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see where it goes from here.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, I I did I, I like the use of the technologies of the contact lenses. Um that was cool because that's also part of Batman is always, you know, his superpower is he's rich. So he has yes. technology that's great. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, uh yeah, I like that. And I, I I was happy that like, oh, penguin's just all mobbed up and you know, yeah. like he's just you know, I just running a business. I'm a club mm-hmm. owner, you know, like that whole that yeah. was done well um the club within the club i like that of course um, yeah <laughs> the uh but the ending i don't know yeah the ending was kind of like you know after it three hours
1: it, it um, didn't fully land the ending died. No. I, like i said I, I got the idea of what it was supposed to be but it didn't it didn't fully land like i wonder too if it kind of ended like in a different way where like, all right, well let's get rid of the henchmen, then maybe have the final scenes with the, with the Riddler, even if they're in Arkham, it might, might've made more sense. I mean, they definitely teased like a, a hush storyline when, uh, the Riddler was kept saying Bruce Wayne over and over again, like, you know, and of course Batman thought, oh, he knows my secret identity. And it was like, oh, Bruce Wayne. And then he finally said, that's the only one we didn't get. But of course in the comics and hush, he, he does figure it out.
0: Right. Um, uh yeah so i i mean this movie like i wasn't furious at this film like i well, thought i was that's going great to be. that's
1: uh, that's yeah. good now were you in a food theater or were you in a regular theater
0: well i was in a theater where the seats recline okay and i i brought in chinese food so kind of i kind of
1: <laughs> so you were already comfortable
0: I was definitely comfortable I was comfortable uh my feet were up, I was eating a stir fry um, and it was it was it was nice it was i had been i'd spent the day surfing and was at the beach and so i i really tofu uh, and rice tofu a little tofu and rice, some vegetables in there mm-hmm. um, and uh you know my big treat for myself is I have a diet a diet soft drink, you know that's my going nuts. So yeah, I was in, I was in a good mood. I mean, it was, it was, it was nice. Uh,
1: That's something so, the Joker would do. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, that is. So, I mean, I, I wasn't, I was definitely going into this movie like, uh oh, here we go. Like mm-hmm. three hours. All right. You know? Um, but I was, I was, I was surprised that I was engaged as I was for three hours and The places where the movie failed or they just got it wrong or or i wasn't like incensed like i wasn't like screaming at the the
1: screen screen, you know it didn't ruin the film because it got so many things right you forgave the things it got wrong so it was um even though it was a mixed bag overall you know i'd say it landed on the it got things right side
0: I I would say, I would say, I would say 65, 35, right. Versus wrong is (laughs) how how, how I would give it. And I
1: agree. Yeah. About there,
0: (laughs) you know, and the 65 was like, just was and the 35, you know, every time it was starting to get a little too annoying or dumb, like something kind of interesting would happen. You'd go, all right, Right. well, we're back to this. This is cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, let me, before, before we go, how, where do you where do you where do you put this one in terms of your rankings of Batman movies?
1: Mm, I'd say probably um, somewhere in the middle, underneath Nolan but above George Clooney. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I, I would. I, I will say this even though it doesn't hold up I still have an affinity for the Tim Burton original Batman because we didn't really get a Batman movie a right one for since like Adam West for so long so right. that one if you I, I know it's going to be hard for um the younger people to believe but that one was dark when it came out like it was like uh yes. it, it, when it, the way it was like oh it's a dark Batman that we've always wanted to see in the comics now, like I said, it doesn't quite hold up, but um, I still have an affinity for it, so I would say it's somewhere um, in there.
0: The Vicky Vale thing—I couldn't ever get past that movie yeah. when it came out. <laughs> the Tim Burton thing—I was—I was excited. I was dark and gro- brooding, and then the yeah. Vicky Vale thing made me enraged. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know, he brought Vicky Vale b- brought a girl into the Bat Cave and revealed yeah. his identity, like just immediately. And I was like, pretty no. quickly, yeah. <laughs> um, ha- my rankings would go. The Nolan movies for sure. In the Nolan movie order, I would say Dark Knight Um Dark Knight rises and Batman begins in that order.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um Batman Begins, I think, is the best Batman origin story movie we've had. Right. Um But I I absolutely would put this above I would put this Pattinson movie above Definitely that Batman Superman train wreck. We're like,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. like Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Like oh
1: oh absolutely. Anything that Zack Snyder did, this is above. So it, it's really I I mean the best way to describe it is it's just under the Nolan movies.
0: It, yeah, that's I I would put that too. I would put it in yeah. the in in the the four position in terms of if mm-hmm. you were to do, rank all the movies, the Nolan are the in the top three, and you can interchange those three whatever way you see fit. You know right. like um uh. But then, yeah, in the fourth position, I'd put this one—the Robert Pattinson, the Batman—I would. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because the things it got right, it got right in the best way.
1: Yep, I um, agree.
0: And the things it got wrong weren't were not so egregious the way the other movies got things wrong.
1: Yes, for sure. You know, <laughs> take two of these and call me in the morning. Oh, <laughs> right master freeze and kill the oh, heroes, God. like. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah mean, there's a lot of bad batman out there so this is uh val kilmer to, come on yeah yeah val yeah, kilmer there's, just, yep. <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot yeah some of them you forget about too i'm like oh my god that happened that's right yeah. i think jim carrey was a riddler in one of them too that's right
0: <laughs> batman and robin go watch yes. that one go watch yeah. batman and robin oh joel schumacher said in an interview it's going to have more bat butt than ever
1: yeah that's he wasn't it. lying
0: no, he just wanted to put dudes in tight outfits and show their asses on screen. That's, yes.
1: Uh, yeah. And, and no one told him no, sadly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Chris, this was just absolutely fantastic to do a Batman spoiler up with you.
1: Super fun. Um, Great idea. And I'm glad we, uh, we were able to put it together. I mean, you being all the way, uh, you know, in Hawaii, but with modern technology, we could still get it done. We can be anywhere chris we can as long feed. as we have sean checking levels i think we're good <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well tell everybody where they can follow you and and everything
1: absolutely i've started a new content company called white cat entertainment you can check me out at WhiteCatentertainment.com with podcasts scripted stuff graphic novels and uh, more and i'm on um, twitter at uh, chris j mancini and then you could also follow white cat stories The two podcasts are um, What Are You Watching? with me, and uh, Graham will be on one of those very shortly, a little surprise episode wrap-up coming up. And uh, the other one I want to tell people about is The Quiet Journeys of Professor Atwood. With everything going on in the world, I wanted to create a uh, scripted show to kind of help people relax, go to sleep, and actually go off into these different worlds as Professor Atwood goes under the ocean and travels into the forest and looks for glaciers and uh, uh, helps a giant squid out of the Panama Canal, and uh, they have music and sound design. They're funny stories, but they also can help you relax and help you sleep. So that's the Quiet Journeys of Professor Atwood.
0: Nice folks. Uh, you can just go to if you go to grahamelwood.com uh, you can see my YouTube show Political Vigilante. I also have a podcast with Lee Camp called Government Secrets, where we talk about all the evil shit America's done over the years. Um. <laughs> So it's a very short show. There's not much. America's just been perfect for (laughs) you. So there's not a lot of stuff. Limited Uh, series? Yeah, it's very limited. Very limited series. Um, And uh, also, I'm starting to have more tour. I'm going to be posting more tour dates. Right now, I'm going to be headlining the Blue Note in Waikiki and the beautiful island of Oahu, April 6th. So if you're on Oahu or you live in Oahu or you're coming to visit, uh, go to GrahamElwood.com for tickets. Sign up for the GrahamElwood.com newsletter. I just send it out once a month. You get a free smoothie recipe if you sign up for that. Sweet. Um, and so, there's going to be I'm um, definitely going to be more tour dates in the in the late spring and summer. Uh, Lee Camp and I are going to be doing some live government secrets. So just just go to GrahamElwood.com and sign up for the newsletter, and you'll get up to date. And all my social media is at Graham Elwood, so check all that out.
1: Oh, Graham, I forgot to mention one thing that uh, is coming up. Um, I wanted to see, I wanted to tell people about. I'm actually going to be a Discovery Channel show called uh, "Inventions That Change History," talking about Ouija boards. Um, uh, the Twister and a bunch of other like pop culture games like pinball machines and things like that. That'll be March 31st on uh, Discovery Plus.
0: Awesome. That's great, dude. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, well, check that out, everybody. Thanks for watching. Um, this has been so fun to do a spoiler wrap. Uh, and we're also going to do, I forget, are we going to do the Oscar thing for CFN or just for your thing? I forget.
1: Uh, Well, you know what? We could do it for both. We'll do it for my thing, but then we could put it on the CFN feed as well. It it doesn't cost anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't. (laughs) All right, so we're going to do an Oscar wrap up, which we haven't done in about three years. We, so. we
1: are, so this should be very interesting. That's the uh, the secret show I was uh, I was referring to. We're going to do a, a fun nice. Oscar wrap up, and it will make Graham watch the Oscars, so that'll be interesting. Yes, so. which I
0: haven't watched in three or four years. You're going to make me watch the Oscars, you sons of bitches. Um,
1: Interestingly, it might be shorter than Batman, though. So. <laughs>
0: Uh, but the same level of corruption, interestingly enough.
1: <laughs> Most likely. Just uh, a much smaller amount of interest. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> The dwindling ratings of the Oscars. Yes, yes. Who um, Yeah, the,
1: the Golden Globe's like, oh, it's at a race to irrelevancy. Oh, you guys are putting on the gas. <laughs> Who's going to win? You're both really getting there as fast as possible. Well done, everybody.
0: <laughs> you know, your audience is like no one under the age of 35 is watching any of these shows at all.
1: No, um, nobody cares. Even Seth Rogen said, like, I don't care about, you know, awards for like, you know, car companies or cars. Like, why does anyone care about the Oscar? Yeah. <laughs> but so... uh, you could make it interesting and a celebration of film and the history and the richness of the medium. Mm. But no, you've decided not to do that. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) You've bailed
0: on what could have been a cool thing. (laughs) That's so great. Um, Well, guys, you know what? We should probably end it this way. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, My name is Graham Elwood.
1: And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han Han shot shot first. first. Boom. (laughs) All right, buddy. Thanks, man. Good to see you. That was awesome. Thanks again, Graham.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I'll send you the, I'll send you the file and, and you can post it on all your stuff.
1: Awesome. That'll be great. Thanks.
0: All right, dude. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Chris City, ladies. That was so fun. Oh God. That was a blast. Um, let's see. All right. No tips on that's fine. So thank you everybody watching. Hit the like button. Um, did I miss the Batman discussion? We've been talking about it for a while. Yes, on Twitch. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching and paying attention. Thank you to Kate, our moderator. Um, yeah. <laughs> Snap the jab. Sean Sakami wrote, uh, so great to see you two doing a comedy film and spoiler rep for the Batman. Take me back to a simpler time. Yes, it was. Remember when we could just talk about movies, not have to worry about COVID or mandates or masks or Ukraine or <laughs> Trump or whatever, any of that crazy shit. Um, well, folks, uh, late night crypto lounge uh, tonight at eight o'clock Eastern time. So I got to run uh, to get ready for that. So I got a video meeting when I'm talking with the, working on some other projects but um if you just tuned in uh this will be available the batman spoiler up will be if you're a patreon member you you can get this um and rockfin premium and of course we'll release the audio for this uh on comedy film words so thanks everybody um thank you so much to everybody in the chat sean everybody uh good to see the comedy film fans in the chat as well um, thank you, Kate. Thank you to Chris Mancini. And, uh, remember guys, file the money, connect the dots, get the truth. That's what the Batman does. That's how you make Gotham great again. Shave your knuckles for justice.